and welcome to Chat AF, the Anime Feminist Podcast. My name's Amelia, I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Anime Feminist, and I'm joined today by Vry Kaiser, who is fresh off a 10-week mammoth for Shigiyugi watch-along. I was going to take a week guest. off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's worth it because we're joined by very special guest Miranda Sanchez from IGN. Oh. So if you guys would like to introduce yourselves... Uh, yeah, hi, I'm Vry. I'm an editor and contributor for Anime Feminist, and I write for a bunch of other places. You can find me on Twitter, at Writer Vry, where I post the things I do, and co-hosting uh, the other podcast I co-host, at TrashPod. Very nice. Um, hi, yeah, I'm Miranda. I'm from IGN. I'm an editor there, and I kind of run a lot of our anime content, so if anything goes up with anime, usually I had something to do with it, but not always. Um yeah most times <laughs> nice but uh so that thing you hated was not miranda basically. yeah that wasn't me <laughs> the bad thing that wasn't me um but uh yeah so this is my second time on the show last time i was back to talk about freelancing which that offer always yes, stands if you have a good headline and a pitch send it to me anyway um yeah super happy to be back thank you so much for coming to us we've had we've had a bit of a technical difficulties day today yeah. so really appreciate you making the effort to yeah, stick of with course. It and join us anyway i've been looking forward to this for a while um yeah me too so what we're doing today is we're we're starting a new watch along and the series that we're doing is kill the kill now, Watch Along is where we watch six episodes or, or thereabouts of a series at a time with a mix of people who have never seen it and some at least one person who has seen it and likes it and can talk about it in detail. And we look at those six episodes at a time without referring to what's to come and just, just see what we can pull out of it to talk about from a feminist perspective. Kill the Kill is probably the most requested watch along I think we've had since we started. It's been like, yeah, it's been like, when are you doing Kill the Kill? You should talk about <laughs> Kill the Kill. To the point that I kind of didn't want to. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it is essential. The reason being, I think, because it comes from two ends of a spectrum. Either people say Kill the Kill is the worst thing ever, it's the most anti-feminist show I've ever seen and I cannot stand it. Or people say, no, you have to watch it because actually it's really subversively feminist and therefore you have to see it as a feminist podcast. You should talk about this. And there is, there's no in between. <laughs> there's absolutely no in between. People that feel really strongly about it from either side. So we've got Miranda here who, who loves Kill the Kill. I was so grateful to find a woman who loves yeah. Kill the Kill and was willing to be on the podcast. It's my favorite. So. And <laughs> it's kind of a weird place to be. Favorite? Yeah, it's my favorite anime. So it's kind of a weird place to be. Like, personal favorite, like, of course, there are better anime out there. But as for me, yeah. someone who very much enjoys this, it's very special to me. Okay, well, let's talk about that. How did you first encounter Kill the Kill before before <sighs> this? How long ago So was I it? actually watched it when it aired and yeah, I was a few episodes behind my friends. Uh, I used to talk with two guys on Twitter and we're still like really good friends. And I'd kind of get a lot of my anime recommendations from them. Um, I was just, just getting into, I guess the seasonal watch flow. Like I kind of was new to that. And they had watched a few episodes. I'd see them tweeting about it, like how much they loved it. And I started watching it and I did not love it. <laughs> I was just like, uh, I don't know if I want to watch this. Like, what do you guys, why? Uh, just because it is, the first few episodes, it's just like, it's a lot. It's a lot of, it's, it's pretty it gratuitous with its fan service. And um, 
So I kind of stuck with it because they were, like I said, quite a few episodes ahead. And they're like, well, I mean, if you don't like that, that's fine. Like, maybe don't watch the rest. And I was like, no, you guys are like really into it. And I admire, especially one of the guys' um, opinions on anime. So I was like, okay, if you're you're down with this, then it's worth sticking through. And it was, because I love it. So, <laughs> yeah. And then we... Um, I find that really encouraging. Yeah, yeah. We ended up watching the whole thing together. And like, we all Skyped each other for the last episode and watched it together. So it's really nice. Okay, right. How was it for you? Because I I remember you saying you'd started watching it and stopped. I I am in an interesting place with Kill the Kill because <laughs> um, I did not watch it when it was airing. I was vaguely um aware that it was happening because everybody was super into it. But I was over in my corner watching Samurai Flamenco, <laughs> meaning that when both finales aired on the same day, I heard a lot about Kill the Kill, a lot. <laughs> A lot. Which means I also heard all the discourse about the finale of Kill the Kill. Mm. A lot. <laughs> so, I I ended up trying to give it a, um, a shot, and I was watching it with a friend who was really hard to pin down to get watch- to pin down to watch anime with, so I ended up kind of petering off and only watching, like, the first four episodes mm-hmm. and kind of skimming the last episode because people wouldn't stop coming and talking to me about it. Oh no. Yep. Uh, so all I knew coming into Kill a Kill is that for this watch along is that I am vaguely familiar with we, we've now surpassed what I had watched before and also I am now a Ryumako stan out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> we will come back to that. I have feelings about Mako. But my, my exposure to Kill the Kill was actually really minimal. So I it, it came out during my 10-year gap from any anime whatsoever. It came out while um, I assumed that you could only still buy anime on DVD. And then when I came back to it, it was there on Netflix. And I was like, okay, I could watch this. But I, I'm very bad at prioritizing things. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll get around to it at some point. It's anime. I like anime. I'll watch it. And then I started hearing about Kill the Kill and seeing images. And I was like, this probably isn't for me. So gonna just leave it. And then I started running a feminist anime website and everyone told me I had to watch it. Or people told me I should never watch it because I would definitely hate it. There was, <laughs> I've been being told to watch Kill the Kill for like the last two years or something. And it's, it's got to a point where I knew that if I was going to watch <laughs> it, I had to do something with that. So here we are. Hey. And I'm yeah, I think yeah, I'm just like very apprehensive to recommend this to anybody. Like honestly, I am. I mean, it's just it's a lot, as we've said before. So um, I'm excited that you're doing this to kind of give a different kind of perspective on the show. Yeah, yeah I mean, it. I really it's important to me as well to not just look at what can you criticize, what is anti-feminist, etc. Because people pull feminist messages from all kinds of source material and I absolutely recognize that so I am trying to like while I'm watching I'm actively thinking what do I like what is positive what is good about this why have people been recommending it to me so I'm hoping that by the end of the series I really understand where both both ends of that spectrum where both of these sets of strong opinions come from I just really want to get like really want to get an understanding of that so yeah, the first six episodes, perhaps not the greatest place to start, though. <laughs> I, um, I, I think I while struggled. I was preparing for this watch along, I, I made a tweet that Kill a Kill is the novelty potato chip flavor of anime. That y- you, 
you buy that was a very good tweet <laughs> you, you get one because it looks interesting and very different from everything else and it's very fun for the first few bites and then you realize you still have a whole bag of chips <laughs> <laughs> and you made some comment in the in our anafem group chat about how it's like it's like popcorn except teriyaki flavored and you have a whole box of it to get through <laughs> i thought that was really accurate so it was, yeah, it was an experience, but I want to start by looking at the positives because there was stuff that I really liked about this. I mean, it's the visual style of it instantly just like smacks you in the face and says, this is something different and interesting and rich. And I actually found it really hard for once switching between reading the subtitles and taking in what was on screen. I had to like rewind a few times so that I could get the full impact of what they were presenting to me which i i find is great i really enjoy that kind of thing so love the visuals and i really like the fact that they have these these kind of strong protagonists and antagonists who who have these kind of powerful distinct personalities and i think there's some thematic stuff going on with like the power of clothing i think it's an interesting metaphor and that was I, th I thought that was an interesting mix of stuff from this first six episodes which I had a very visceral response to. Um, <laughs> right, how was it for you? The first first six episodes, what did you like? It is them? undeniably really, really fun to look at. Like, I can see why, as this was Trigger's first anime, right? If I remember oh, correctly. I think so. Yes. This was their debut. I've learned never to never to ask questions about Trigger on Twitter. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. They have their own stands. <laughs> I, I mean, they might be doing... Uh, darling in the heteronormative right now oh but, i don't want to talk about that you know oh, this no, was didn't you hear that's that's not trigger that's a1 that's yeah, not trigger it's... Oh, right oh gosh <laughs> but uh, but Moving yeah th on. this is a, a a very stylish fantastic show to look at and it was it's a lot of fun on that front uh it reminds me in some ways um of kung fu movies like when when it's when it's on it's oh. kung fu movie bullshit it it's really <laughs> It, it's it's absurdity really works for it in a way that I appreciate because it is on this this heightened level of stakes and what people consider important that that all makes sense in this kind of internal logic. I, I think sometimes that tips over into uh, being really exhausting, but when it works, like I can see why people it get like the other thing it reminds me of is Gurren Logan is that when I was watching it, I could see why people get swept up into this internal logic at very high energy. And then you step away from it for two seconds and you're like, I'm very tired and I think this might be dumb. I think I told you in, in the group chat, but it took me like eight hours to get through six episodes because I kept falling asleep. I think it was like tiring me out as I was watching it. And I just had to take a nap like mid episode multiple times. There was one sequence in particular. I just rewound like 25 times, like just to be able to see what was being said. It was, it, it, it is an exhausting experience, but because it's so rich. So yeah, like, like, like the gimmicks the, for every fighter are really fun. Uh, you yes. know, the, the fact that, that it is ugly sometimes in such an interesting way is fun you know it's like i i get it and the colors are are so bright along with those very dark very thick uh, action lines on everything it's a lot it's, it's got an the, aesthetic i find that the characters are really as like expressive mm. as well which i always enjoy so like the the facial acting mm. i guess of the characters is something that i find really appealing and i just love yuko's face 
Like whenever she gets that kind of sly grin of like, yeah, I can beat you. I can take you. Like, I just love it. Ryoko is good, actually. She, yeah, I really like her. I like that she's got that kind of young shonen protagonist voice. Mm. I think that really works for her. Um, And I also, I do find Satsuki very interesting. I like Satsuki. Satsuki is my favorite. She's my favorite. I put up a Satsuki quote earlier because actually I think this is important to note. It was, what was it? Fear is freedom, subjugation is liberation, contradiction is truth. We're on our Orwell bullshit. (laughs) Oh my word. But, But it feels really resonant in 2018 actually. And it felt kind of eerie. And they just mentioned Chancellor Hitler or something. Yeah, so it's I, like okay, for, when you wrote this, it probably felt historical, but right now it feels really. Current. No, I did want to because like I'm not sure if we're supposed to, from the way the world building is is set in these first six episodes, if we are supposed to gather that this is a universe where the Nazis won. Yes, they say that, which is actually the very very beginning when you're getting the first lesson, like the opening scene. They talk about how the Nazis won very briefly. Like it's yeah, easy that's, to miss though. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, like, on the one hand, this is clearly a dystopia. On the other hand, I have some inherent side-eye about A, a medium that really loves Nazi chic, and B, that really hasn't, like, decided to interface with the fact that they were part of the Axis powers during World War II doing a Nazis 1 universe. I have some inherent issues with this. I think that's mm-hmm. fair. And yeah, again, it probably felt really, really fictional five years ago, whenever it was made. And now it just, it it feels almost bad taste. But there's, I, I don't want to hold that against right. them for, for not being able to kind of see where we were headed. Yeah, it, it's, it's one of those, like, clearly this is dystopia, but isn't the dystopia kind of cool? <laughs> yeah, exactly. In, in a way, it's cool, but it's also just generally awful. I mean, everyone lives in poverty, mm-hmm. and, like, there's a select few that have yeah. privilege, and even then just the culture as a whole right. is gross I, I think it's the only place where the super stylization kind of shoots it in the face because right. it, it it makes it, it, it makes the extreme provi- po- poverty that Mako's family is living in look kind of cute and fun yeah. <laughs> except for the worms and the croquettes I died <laughs> <laughs> that was so horrible to watch I felt actually physically sick watching that scene it was not pleasant but yeah I also like weirdly enough the the anime that was coming to mind for me when I was watching it was actually Utena mm. this sense that you're in a school environment that doesn't work the way schools mm. work and that they have their own like ruling system that doesn't involve adults and I find I always find that really unsettling when you kind of take adults out of the picture even though they're technically still in the picture and you have these school children who kind of rule the world and I I always find that a little bit uncomfortable which i don't think is necessarily a negative thing but that i got that same vibe from kill the kill as i did from utena which i also find an uncomfortable watch so i'm not sure if that's going to continue but that whole kind of i don't know student cancel combat ability interesting quirks kind of thing it yeah it does that is not made for me i think i understand the appeal for other people but that particular approach to to framing a story about a school never works for me so i'm yeah not sure how that's going to go okay let's look at some of the some of the negative things because there's probably one or two right right (laughs) uh maybe 
what was the okay what was the worst thing for you if you had to pick one thing that you said this is this is likely to put me off continuing to watch i mean what was it you watched it i stopped um well no i i I just stopped because the person i was watching it with uh wasn't was wasn't cooperating and i was watching other things but i i'm really put off by the (laughs) wasn't cooperating (laughs) i know how that goes she's like come on let's just watch okay maybe later right yeah and later never comes uh yeah uh Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, ne- it never happened. No, like that. That's also why I didn't finish <laughs> Tokyo Ghoul. Uh, anyway, but I, <laughs> I'm really put off by the focus on humiliation, uh, Ryuko's oh, humiliation, uh, because like I'm, I will stand literally every like I will fight the entire world twice over every day of every week forever about the woman called Fuchiko Mine, which I think uses is is an anime that uses nudity in very interesting and um, you know in your face ways. Uh, but it that series is very much about the character always having control of ha- having control of moments where she displays her body and being very comfortable with her body. Whereas a lot of this first chunk is a lot of focus on how embarrassed Ryuko is to be showing off her body, uh, how turned on the crowd is by that, and then the resolution to that is well, if you would just embrace the fact that you're being exploited, you would find power in that. Yeah, that's always been, like, a long-standing issue I've had with it. I mean, of, I mean, even though it's my favorite, like, I certainly have issues with this show and, like, how it portrays that as well. Yeah. And even things like, you know, I was I was kind of excited. I think, the, I think the issue we're going to have to talk about in more detail is the fact that this series just, does, like, a lot of people who, who are really championing this series talk about how the dudes also get naked but uh, that's they, not a justification it's, it's not a sh- yeah and it's not the same yeah, well well and also it just does not treat nudity the same like i was yeah i was kind of excited during the the tennis match episode where you know she flies off at the end because her clothes because she's lost and her clothes are gone and it's whatever and like she is also a, a comedy barely sketched in naked figure and i was like oh okay that's fine but then you have in the background like lots of dudes staring at her helpless naked unconscious body and i'm like oh that's not fine that was not okay. I really didn't like that. And yeah, it, does, it doesn't treat nudity in the same way. So they have this transformation sequence with the guy whose name I can't remember. It's like Sayanuma, Saganuma, something like that. Um, but when you have uh, Yuko or Satsuki, their transformation sequences, every single time I'm like, why are your breasts flapping around? That is not how breasts work. That is not how flapping works. It was, it is just every single time my eye is drawn to it and I'm so repelled. Now, if they were treating nudity exactly identically, the guy's penis would be flapping everywhere. And that does not happen. But you know, you know how life goes. There's never a penis. They don't exist. (laughs) That is the way life goes. And he just, at the end of it, he gets this suit that puts so many layers on him. He doesn't even look human Mm -hmm. anymore. Like that is not equivalent at all. So there's a... I mean, just kind of lightly touching on that, like that's mm-hmm. that happens a lot, but not just. I say I think the only people who are excluded from that group of like with their suits being like overdone is Satsuki and Ryuko, because of maybe the specialty okay. of their suit. And I think there's something to talk about that later, but just to keep that in mm-hmm. mind, maybe. Okay. Right, because they're very clearly drawn as you know, foils and junk, mm-hmm. and also they're the okay, only ones with Kamui of- at this point. Yes. And one of the issues I had actually was that it's like, okay, I'm going into this. I must reluctantly accept the premise that this is the way these two 
superpowered people fight is they show a lot of underboob, they show a lot of butt cheek. That's that's the way it goes. But Mako has been treated appallingly in these six episodes. She's like an innocent character. I don't particularly like her, <gasps> but she is. Cont- <laughs> I'm- <laughs> Do, do we have no, to it's fine. It? No, I mean, Sorry. that's the thing. Is like, um, even this is my favorite. Like, <laughs> I totally understand people don't like it. Like, that's fine. I'm just interested to see but, what you dislike or what you dislike about certain characters. But Maka-chan's a good oh, girlfriend. Sorry, Brian, go ahead. She, she's a good girlfriend who support. Okay, I'm. A, I'm gonna be the controversial one here and say I just I cannot. I I don't like Mako. I don't. I she comes across as like comedic airhead character put together to be amusing, and that's. It. Mm-hmm. I don't get anything else and that like I get that serves a purpose and some people like that and it's just never worked for me so it's just one of those things that kind of character does not work for me no I I, I can understand where you're coming from I um I, I find some of the editing on her speeches to be a little bit I don't I, I think it's jarring and doesn't land sometimes uh but as a character I feel she is sincere enough that I find it endearing yes I agree <laughs> That's pretty much where I land on her. Like her, yeah, she's meant to be like a, a little bit of comedy and like kind of lift things up whenever things get a little weird and dark, especially for Ryuko and she's doing all this stuff with her family and her constant positivity doesn't annoy me like some characters do in other shows just because she has a little bit more depth to her beyond that positivity um, and she gets a lot more time later as well. So I don't want to talk about that, but okay. I, I I do want her father and brother to die yes. horribly, and I want to watch. Can we talk they can about burn her hell. father for a second? Because our, yes. our introduction to him is him humping Duco while she's unconscious. That is just the worst way to introduce a positive comedy character. And I I was honestly shocked. I haven't seen something like that in a while. It's really bad and uncomfortable. Like the amount of sexual menace just around Ryuko's entire being at every second of every day is super. It, like it's draining at a certain point. And it, it, like that certain point was his introduction yeah. to me. As soon as I saw that, I would have I would have shut that down. I would have walked away if we didn't have a watch along booked in. I would have been like, guys, no, I, there is no reason for me to put myself through this. It was horrendous. It just felt so uncomfortable. And he's presented, you know, the first thing we get is this deep breathing shadow looming over her. That's his introduction. Why is that? Why is that okay as a source of comedy? It's, it's yeah. not. And her he brother is. The answer. is <laughs> it is really not. Her brother, I have a little more time for, I think. But that might be because I thought he was a girl for a really long time. <laughs> so I just thought, ah, oh, tomboy character, cool. Um, so I'm gonna have to revisit since the nosebleed uh, at seeing her panties joke three beat uh, rule of threes I'm, it's funny rule of yeah. it's, it's hilarious nosebleeding dogs because dogs are dudes right <sighs> it was yeah that whole episode actually felt really tonally off for me episode four where it's like the, the no late day yeah that's and it was just pure like Oops, yeah, there's check. some episodes that do feel like out of line with everything else, and that is one of them for sure. Yeah, it's just one of those that like this show never stops, and I think like either that's your e- either you can roll with that or you can't. But that episode crosses into the realm of being, shall we say, zany in a way that becomes yes. very grating very quick, and there is never a moment to breathe between jokes, and that is it- dire. Exactly. It was, and it was so weird because that's not what it is. Now, if that sequence had been in Pop Team Epic, mm. like, okay, 
I, you know, again, you go into these shows accepting a certain premise. Wall to wall gags is not what I expected Kill the Kill to be about. So it just felt completely off, especially because it came right after episode three has like Yuko and Satsuki, and Satsuki's just got her her junketsu, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so they've they've just had this huge battle, and and Yuko's like had to face an enemy that she can't deal with for the first time and it's it's introducing a rivalry that presumably is going to be really important it's life and death it's talking about her father's murder and then you get this like episode four slapstick throwaway thing it was so yeah for weird. something being just free original with no reason for filler in any sort of way like this episode was just like it's like yes, stop exactly. and then the next episode's good like it gets back on track and then but that one just like no push it do that earlier yes. somewhere else uh, and edit it immensely episode <laughs> episode three is actually where I would have stopped watching so in terms of what I hated the most now there's there's a lot of moments I really don't like how Marco's under boob gets shown a lot I don't think that's okay there's a lot of moments where why isn't this child wearing a bra why isn't this bras child don't exist bra? that's an excellent question I'm so glad you re- <laughs> bras do not exist Japan is is yet to discover the bra <laughs> That's not but true. We worst... see Ryukos later. Oh yeah, never mind. Oh, we do, don't we? And that was like not even later. Episode one, we see her bra. She's when when um, Senketsu is trying to. Boy, what a great way to introduce the most important her? central relationship in the series oh, with implied sexual assault. And actually, I was because I know I knew nothing about Kill the Kill, right? So when this uniform had a male voice, that instantly made it more uncomfortable for me and. I, I hadn't expected that. I don't know what I expected. I'm not even sure I knew it talked, but it does, and it's a guy, and that it and it makes you know, and, the, and it fat shames her, and I hate that. Oh my goodness, yes. There's, I made all these notes earlier, and I was just like, you know what? I think I'm going to have to come back to these because the list of the ways that women are treated badly for their bodies is so long. I'm just like let's let's wait and see what filters through and what continues and then we can talk about those. Yeah. Well, I I think what I was struck with watching while I was and I mean I I know a little bit about how this shakes out at the end because of all that discourse, but not like really. I only know the broadest strokes. So a lot of this I was still in the dark going like, okay, I can see where there's maybe an idea about this and Satsuki's issue with wedding dresses and fine I can see where you might be doing something with this I'm not sure I like it but okay we'll talk about that later but then there were these other things where like the like the shitty lose some weight jokes where it's like you just think this is funny and you're not actually going to question this so you're actively undermining the things you want to talk about yeah and I'm I am pleased that it seems like there is some thematic weight in this in the, even these first six episodes like they're they're laying the foundations for something that they can build on i'm not sure yet how well they do that but like miranda's belief in it really so i mean hope. So. i've only seen the series twice even though it's like one of my favorites um i watched it when it was first airing i was quite a bit younger and so like mm-hmm. some of the sexual assault themes too like i didn't really pick up on like the first time watching mm-hmm. this like yeah. i didn't really think about the idea of Senketsu assaulting Ryugo like I didn't get that like so prefacing Mm -hmm. it my young mind at the time did not really pick up on like the obvious parts were like Mako's hanging upside down over some oil and like nearly naked like yeah that was an issue but like some things like Mm -hmm. it's taken me time to talk to people about and to like to understand what 
where they failed in right. this show, or, like very deeply failed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the themes right. and things that they do want to talk about, um, I think make it interesting enough to keep going and seeing how they at least attempt to do these things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't have if I didn't have a watch along, mm-hmm. but now that I'm here, I'm <laughs> going to get the most out of it that I can. I'm very interested in how they position yeah. clothing. I think the the idea of treating Junketsu as a wedding dress, talking about it as a wedding dress, I'm interested. I want to know where they're going with this. And the way that they talk about how clothing is power, like the level of school uniform you have bestows upon you certain physical mm-hmm. powers. That's interesting. I want to know where they're going with it. So I'm, I'm sticking I'm glad you're out. finding <laughs> some things interesting <laughs> at least. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. And... I don't think there like either of us I'm speaking for Raya but I don't think either of us expected that there would be nothing mm. because otherwise why would people recommend true. it to us on that note so let's let's look back at that that idea that people do recommend this as a feminist pick they say if you're a feminist you should watch this because you will find it interesting yes there'll be some stuff that you hate that's okay just put that to one side and keep watching because it's worth it so in these first six episodes, like, what can we pick up on that we think? Uh, I will say before about? we get into that, um, I've been grappling yeah. a lot with this season, particularly this mm-hmm. season, uh, with that, let's call it a critical feint, uh, I won't call it cheap, that you can only speak authoritatively on something that you've seen all of, even if the person who likes it hasn't seen all of it either. Yes, I think that's entirely mm-hmm. fair. And, and it, is, it is something that people are held to, which seems pretty pretty unreasonable, to be honest. I'm, I've always said that if an anime shows me clearly that it's not interested in retaining my viewership, then it has no right to yep. it. Yes. I absolutely so, agree. And I think, yeah, and I think you can make a judgment call very early on saying this, this anime, like the people that made this have no interest in me watching it. Therefore, that's fine. Like, it's, one of, it's, it's not just... I think there is a distinction that one can make that like a show can still be doing interesting things if you look at it, but that does not mean if you are picking up on things you think it is handling badly or things that you don't find worthwhile or mishandled that you have just read it wrong and also you are dumb. Yeah, and we're seeing, we are seeing that a lot at the moment, unfortunately, across several shows. Um, but it is something that's been... That, that argument has been around for a while. Like, you've seen a few episodes, you don't like it, you want to stop watching it. Then people say, oh no, you have to keep watching to the end because otherwise you can't criticize it. But if you watch it to the end and you criticize it, then it's, well, why didn't you switch off early? You don't have to watch it if you don't You can never win. Right. Well, so there's absolutely no yep. way to win. People just don't want these yeah. things to be criticized. Like like with Kill a Kill, it's, I can, there are some interesting things going on here. This, it, you cannot say that this is not a show that doesn't want to say a thing. But also, yeah. you can you can also definitely not say that this is not a show that did not think clearly through every element of what it was trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for for Kill the Kill, um, I people people have been kind of talking about it in terms of recommendation, but they have, they have also said along the way there is stuff you will hate. I don't think anybody has ever said to me you will love kill the kill so they expect you to have an unpleasant experience with it at least yeah. some of the time i totally agree with that that's like i said one of the reasons i have a really hard time recommending this yeah these first six episodes <laughs> yeah i know this is one of the first anime i actually watched with my boyfriend and i was surprised he was so on board oh, wow. with it i was like <laughs> okay like my twin sister actually hates kill a kill like she does not like it at all and i'm like all okay. right hmm. can't win everything it's fine 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Please. And like, what kind of people would you would you recommend this to, Miranda? What what people have you successfully recommended it to, boyfriend mm, aside? I don't. I just generally don't recommend this. I just say this is my okay. favorite anime, and if you want to watch it, that's cool. I just want to warn you before you go in that there's some really problematic yes. stuff in here, and then lay it out, and then proceed, and hopefully they like it. And if they don't, I understand. But if they do, then I have another person to talk to you, kill a kill about, and be very excited about Tatsuki about. So. Yeah, I mean, right, this is pr pretty much your brand, right? It's like, you watch these things that you love and you see value in and you share it with people in such a way as they understand that it's a mixed bag. Yeah, I, I, I like, as somebody who likes a lot of trash uh, and watches a lot of horror, specifically, uh, I, I believe really strongly in being upfront about the parts of the thing you love that are shitty, but also, you know, start with... Oh yeah, no, I get it. I get it that there is some shit here. Uh, also, there is this interesting thing if like you're if if you're down to with the shit. Yeah, I mean like there's a lot of strength like, in that I, too, right? <laughs> I feel like a problem with the community as a whole is just that people don't like to admit when there's a problem with their favorite thing, and like that's fine. Like yes. acknowledge yeah. that. Like that means you really know the show, or at least understand like what you're trying to talk about, and. It's okay if there's problems. You can still like things that have problems, but as long as you're aware of them and like why it's bad, then that's that's yeah. It's, like the only thing I find it, I find it kind of intellectually dishonest when people try to say that problematic things are not problematic. Actually, yeah. but yeah, I have absolutely. a lot of respect for people who like problem who who like this stuff and are are very open about yeah yeah this shit. But also I, like I like this other because like y'all, I read a lot of Anne Rice. <laughs> 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 we've been talking a lot about amrice recently i think it's, it's something that actually team anifem is pretty pretty good for because we we all have really different tastes i don't think ryan i've ever had a favorite anime in common ever nope and that's the way that's often the way through the team is we have really different preferences and we don't find it that hard to just acknowledge when something we like is not good at a thing and does not do a good job of presenting something problematic in a nuanced or, or sensitive way. And it's it's really hard to go from that bubble to, to the rest of the internet where that level of discussion does exist, but you have to look mm -hmm. for the pockets and you have to look for the people you can trust to hold those conversations with. So it can be a bit jarring sometimes. Uh, um, in terms of oh sorry go ahead. oh no I was just going to steer us back to um and I bet there are some really interesting Marxist readings of this show aren't there because even even in these early episodes there's a lot about like explicitly pointing out that the uniforms come from military uniforms and you know the brief glimpse of Satsuki's mother in this larger you know in, in this larger company uh creation mold and, and like the idea of the creation of a thing to subjugate the worker who is the student here and like there's all right you have some stuff about class going on here all right kill a kill which is quite interesting coming from japan mm -hmm. because japan like there, there are famously surveys where the majority of japanese people consider themselves middle class but they're you know don't don't take people's <laughs> self-identifications it's like gospel here so there, there absolutely is an element of class in Japanese society, but it is not framed in the the way that Kill a Kill frames it in general. And I, th I think that is interesting. Like we're quite used to seeing stuff like the Hunger Games, you know, that kind of dystopia that is much more blatant about these kinds of themes than we do properties coming from Japan. 
So I am interested to see what they do with that. Um, in terms of what you would recommend at this point, right, what, what would you pick out that you could recommend to some somebody on a feminist level at this stage, these first six episodes? The, the thing is that if we are just talking about these six episodes, it's all yep. potential and not a lot of payoff. Okay. Because what payoff would you say that is? Uh, well, th that's the thing is that like the only thing that's really the only mini arc that's really resolved is is Ryuko coming to terms with wearing Senketsu, which, like I said before, is very well. Just accept that you're being exploited, and then you'll find power in it. Don't question the system of exploitation. That would be dumb, and then we wouldn't get to see your ass crack. <laughs> so. I I, I do think nudist beach is interesting. Um, those are that's the one. I, I still don't think it's quite equivalent, but that is the one instance where it's like, all right, you are framing a male body in a sexual way, in a way that would appeal to people who like male bodies. And I did think that moment was quite funny as well. <laughs> like I don't I care for amusing. even playing it as as a joke. Him hitting on Ryuko, I don't care for that. Nope. Uh, nope. But. But, like, the stripper scenes are really funny. Like, I'll give it that. It, they're funny. <laughs> and that, again, actually reminded me of Utena, where you've got these full sequences of posing young Bishonen, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And that, it again, it felt like a little bit of a, a callback or maybe a tribute in some way. And I'm not quite sure yet what they're saying with him. Is it just a gag or is it an attempt to, to balance out the nudity on the female side? Is it... I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know yet. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see where they're going to go with it. Yeah, it's... I think for for me, I probably the area of biggest promise, you know, I'm always drawn to character dynamics and Satsuki and Yuko is fascinating. I don't know where that's going and I want to. So I like, I like that Yuko is not... She's not a she's not what I would have expected from the protagonist of Kill the Kill actually I was surprised when she showed up and she's this kind of delinquent mm. style and she, she does have this kind of boyish voice and I was like pleasantly surprised I had always because I'd only ever seen the outfits and I'd never I didn't really know much about it beyond that and she has so much personality it's so rare to see that in anime too and like a female lead that's yes, just like a punk yeah. it's like when does that happen yes it was great it's awesome. I really like it. It's very good. R Ryuko is good. But then on the other hand, you've got Satsuki, who is also good. She's she's, she's got good. this she's the best. She's, she's the very best. good. And she's established she's established leadership in a way that's like it seems like she beat her way there through combat, which is like not again, not what I would have expected. And now she's built up this like hierarchy around her. And again, I don't really understand what her end game is there, but I'm interested. She's motivated by something. And I guess that's it. Both of these characters are clearly motivated by something. Their their actions have meaning. They have agency when they you know, except when they don't. Um and I their their kind of relationship as equals and rivals, like that's so shonen, actually. And we don't see that dynamic outside shonen between women. Yes, that was way. one of the biggest things that appealed to me when I started watching Kill la Kill for the first time. Because, like, these kinds of characters just did not exist in anything I'd watched before. And just seeing that yeah. had me, like, in tears. It's like, wow, look at these women just, like, owning everything they do and having, like, such... I mean, aside from the shitty sexual, sexual jokes, 
um, yeah. just like having this yeah. ownership over themselves and their power and their determination and eventually yeah plans just so much and i'm very excited to see where they go so that's that's what would keep me watching and i think that's what i would potentially recommend to other people is this unusual dynamic between women yeah it's it's it's, i i i did die a little bit with i think it was well it was a good example of the show being on its kung fu bullshit when uh, we had the flashback to everyone has been in this gang since middle school, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In exactly the same and, dynamic. Fine. And why not? <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's look ahead a little bit. Fry, where do you want to see it go from here? What would be what would make Kill the Kill a series that you could recommend? Uh, I would love to see some episodes where it takes a breather a little bit. Like I know it, it it's never going to stop being Kill the Kill. Um, but it needs at least a little bit of gravitas to ground it. I think that scenes like, um, the one where the the wedding dress scene is really good. Like that is a quiet, quiet moment with weight that, um, really makes you buy into the rules of this world and why it's important to these characters beyond just like action, 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 gag, 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 tits, tits, tits. Um, and I think Kill a Kill leads a few more moments like that if it's going to if it's going to endear me to these characters um i I like gamaguri i i know that i know enough to know that that is fandom's moe boy um oh really (laughs) i i i found his straightforward that that was the only scene in episode four that i liked was was him and mako having that that quiet moment of mutual respect (laughs) you should sleep in pajamas (laughs) um i really like that was was pretty cute He's a good one. He's weird. He he seems like the Kuwabara of the series a little bit, which ah, which I can roll with. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, it's so like I I want it to sell me on his characters because I can, if if I am fond of the characters in a work, then I can tolerate a lot more bullshit. Whereas right yes. now I'm appreciating the style, but style runs thin real fast. And like I like Mako, she's a good girlfriend. Uh, but <laughs> but like, uh, I told you, I told you, I came in, and I am really bitter from years of people being no homo assholes. Um, oh, is is that part of the discourse? A lot of people. Uh, th- there is a lot of no homo, just friends business mm. up in here. Within kill the kill. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I, it's like I, I I need to hold my tongue. Okay. I have so many things to say. Okay, okay. I mean, Mako literally carries a scissor. I, I just assumed that there was something there. <laughs> uh, not Mako, yeah. sorry, Yuko. Yuko carries half a scissor and she thinks Satsuki has the other half. I mean, I just, I, I read into that. Maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> well, there's, there's some good stuff um, to talk about later. Like, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I hope I hope they do. Yeah. I say I hope they do. I'm looking forward to discovering the things that you you are keen mm-hmm. to talk about. Yep. Definitely. Um. Yeah. I think it's it's probably the same for me. Actually, it's 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 always about character dynamics for me. I want to see some kind of arc. I want to see. It's probably not going to come as much from Duko. I don't really. I don't know. Like it, she's she's very kind of typical shonen protagonist, right? It's but the the growth that you get. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, so she's also very like uh, mm, 
there's no way that those Utena references aren't on purpose. <laughs> so there's definitely going to be a moment at the end of the first half where she loses her brash confidence in fighting the way that she's done and has to reassess things and what she needs and such not. Mm-hmm. Intriguing. Yeah, I, I'd, be, I'd be quite interested to see that, though, because she's so confident. And she's so, and recently especially, she's been like, recently, in all six episodes, she's, she's kind of said, if I have Senketsu, then I can do this. If I have Senketsu, then I can, I can take anyone, basically. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, she's lost a fight or two, but she's, also, she's always kind of expected that she can win. She just has to, I don't know, do something extra to get there. Whereas the idea of her losing that hope completely, like that's, that's interesting. That's character. That's something that I'd be, I'd actually be engaged in. I'm really excited for you guys to watch these next six episodes. I just looking over stuff. I think like they, those gags, like the, some of the dumb gags still exist, but lesser, very much lesser. Like those take those backseat because they're trying to make way for the actual serious stuff they're trying to talk about the show. So I think, I hope you'll like these next six episodes a lot more. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I, really I do. I mean, I made it through a berserk watch along, oh. <laughs> and it took until like the third ep- third watch along episode for me to go, oh, okay, I get it now. So you know, if I can make it through twelve episodes of new berserk, I'm sorry. <laughs> there, I'm sorry. There was no new berserk. There is only golden age, and Griffith is the protagonist. <laughs> that's that's fair. I'm not even gonna fight that. <laughs> yeah. So I I. I expect that this will pay off. I do. I genuinely do. We've been recommended it so much and so strongly and by people that I trust and I like and who I know are kind of aligned with my taste. So there's something there. They just haven't front loaded it. And that's that's okay. I don't think that's in any anime's best interests. I don't think you should save your, like what makes your series special for like episode seven onwards. But I, I can get it. And... I think there's, they've introduced enough that I can see that there's potential. I'm. There was a moment in episode three when, actually it was when Satsuki and Yuko were fighting and it just felt like pure titillation. It didn't feel like the costume served any purpose. It didn't feel like there was any reason for this series to exist except to put these girls in uncomfortable costumes and humiliating situations. And that was... That was hard, but I pushed through that, and I really liked the episode with Saganuma. I can't remember his name. Um, I really liked that episode where it was, it kind of raised the question of him changing himself to suit his costume more. So, okay, this isn't this is a question of the relationship between bodies and clothing, and it's not just going to be about the women; it is going to be about the men as well. Okay, I can. Oh I yes, with Sanagiyama. Uh, yeah, he gets. I think. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I know. I just want to say so many things that I'm like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Stay strong. Stay strong. Yeah, next, time. Yeah, next, next time. Next time we'll have I, a lot I, more okay. to say, but continue. I, I will <laughs> say, today, um, on the subject of Junketsu, that was one moment where I think I got a glimpse of what the series is. Um, yeah. Like the very specific scene where she's, where, where Ryuko's trying to shame her about it and, and, um, Satsuki comes back at her with like, no, this is part of part of my way to uh, you know achieve status and power and my goals. So I'm still pure, and like the very complicated thing there of like it wants. I think it's saying no, no, she shouldn't be ashamed that she's still that she's wearing revealing clothing. Yay, feminism! But it missed the very obvious point of like, 
maybe we should talk about the bullshit expectations that women are that there is such a thing as a pure versus unpure woman no okay but come back (laughs) Uh, okay this is just what we're doing i'm assuming we're going to get to that the the name junketsu and the the wedding dress name label on it like there's they're doing something with that i'm sure of it but for the for the moment i think you're absolutely right i think they did show their hand a little bit there and what really got to me was when Satsuki was like, if you're going to be bothered about such trivial things, then you don't deserve what you're wearing or something like that. She's like, you don't deserve power. Mm. If you're going to be bothered by something as trivial as being physically exposed in this way. And I thought that was just, that felt really wrongheaded to me. That felt really... And it's interesting because it would be one thing if, like, it would. St- I think it would still be an issue that would need to be talked about because nothing exists in a vacuum and it still has to be talked about in terms of real world real world violence that women experience depending on how they choose to or display or not their bodies um or all femme folks generally i mean that's that's the narrative right yeah right um but but the fact that like the the sexual menace exists in this show there are constantly crowds of people crowds of dudes who are leering or trying to touch or trying to assault these women like it's not like this is a case this isn't a battle maiden show where it's all women all the time and nobody is in any danger from wearing these very revealing outfits the sexual menace is real and it is constant and we are not addressing it it's it felt it felt like the show making excuses for itself and i didn't like that it felt like it was saying if you viewer are bothered by this you should get over that because that's not the point it's like, well, no, maybe you don't get to choose what the point is. Maybe you don't get to choose how I interpret this, actually. So I, th- I had a real kind of knee-jerk response to that moment. I didn't like it at all. The idea that if Ryuko takes issue or she sees the, the clothing as something negative, then that's, that's her problem and she should get over it. Like, no, not okay with that. So we're getting near the end now, but I just want to ask mm-hmm. Miranda... Like, has anything in our discussion today surprised you? Or is it pretty much how you thought the first six episode discussion yes. was going to go? <laughs> no, it's like pretty much exactly what I expected. Um, and barely so. Yeah. So I know I'm mostly just happy that you guys are picking up on themes that you're excited to see going forward. Um, that's kind of the biggest thing for me. I'm just like, yay, you're liking things. <laughs> you're liking things about it. Um, also just generally happy to talk more about <laughs> Ryuko and Satsuki's relationship and like how that kind of moves on in the future. Um, generally, like these first six episodes, I they're hard because it's it's like if you look at the show in like six episodes bunches, like there's very obvious things that happen and turning points and shifts in like direction. And so this next shift, I hope you guys get a lot more out of that than what happened with these previous six episodes, which are obviously a little bit more like not impressive (laughs) (laughs) i mean like maybe there's like things there that they're building on of course they have to introduce this weird world and like what they want to achieve here but they don't really get to anything super substantial i think and hopefully going forward you'll pick up on more you like that's great i'm looking forward to it i am not sure that at the end of the day i will like kill a kill but i i definitely think that it is interesting and you know i i see why it is talked about i am glad we're talking about it now when the discourse has died uh, so that (laughs) we can have an interesting discussion about this flawed series that wants to say some things without eight million people jumping down our throats with their piping hot takes but 
Oh, give it time, Bray. <laughs> give it time. We haven't even That's put the episode out yet. Oh, <laughs> but like, I do see why people want to talk about Kill a Kill. Like, I get it. Yeah. There are interesting things. It has ambition. It is not just thinly slapped on um, faux philosophy as an excuse to show us titties. And I have seen those shows, mm. too. And that's actually what I thought this show was. So I've been somewhat pleasantly surprised in that it does it does seem to have actual thematic grounding rather than be kind of like philosophical words salad show over the top. That's out now by maybe the same studio. No, not the same studio because we love triggers. Oh no no no, it's a one. It's a one. It's yeah. I mean I like in in that sense I have been pleasantly surprised. I think they they actually as you said right like you can't say the show mm-hmm. isn't trying to say a thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah we we, we can talk about we can talk about whether it successfully executes what's it's what it's saying versus its other content, but we cannot say that it is not sincerely trying to say a thing and like wrap its its content around this central idea that it wants to say. Which honestly isn't a bad start. And I I put up earlier on I I started watching and I I forgot the golden rule of these things is don't don't mention it on Twitter at all because people will kind of like it's likely the, the kinds of shows that we pick for watch alongs are the ones that inspire discussion, are the ones that people really want us to talk about and they really want to engage with us on these conversations. And I, I forgot that. So I put up that Satsuki quote from the very first episode opening of the fear is freedom subjugation is liberation uh, contradiction is truth and instantly i had two of my followers jumping in saying oh well i think that really relates to these themes and they they kind of started a back and forth and i had to say guys please untag me i need to go in with like no no concept whatsoever of what's coming but the fact that just referencing one thing out of the opening with like no no extra comment i think i just said too real and that sparked an actual, it seemed like an interesting discussion. I just didn't want to be part of it mm-hmm. at this stage. I think that's really telling. There's not a lot of anime that do that, I think, that that inspire that sort of discussion every time. And every time we mention Kill the Kill in any context, it has that response from people. But Amelia, is Kill the Kill valuable. feminist? <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll come back to that in just a few weeks okay we should we should wrap it up for today i think we're gonna have some really interesting discussions in the weeks to come though so for now i'll just say that you can find the rest of our work anime feminist on animefeminist.com you can find us on twitter at anime feminist you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash anime we have a Tumblr, animefeminist.tumblr.com. And of course, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash animefeminist. This is how we officially pay everyone. We actually do pay everyone involved in Anifem as contributing writers, administrators, editors. We're not yet breaking even. We could do with a bit more money to get to that point. And we are unfortunately nowhere near covering the cost of our quarterly premiere reviews that we do to help you decide which anime you want to spend your time on this season so if you can spare a dollar a month and i do mean a dollar they're my favorite pledges because they are the most sustainable it really does add up if you wanted to pay us five dollars a month then you get access to our discord where we can have conversations like this about anime manga games japan anything and that's a five dollars a month but the one dollars really help so if you can spare a dollar a month please head to patreon.com slash anime feminist and send us that dollar to continue our work 
So thank you so much to Fry and Miranda, and we will be back next time with episode 7 to 12 of Kill a Kill. Yay! Thank you.